Hello, Summoners. This recording was a long time coming, and I really enjoyed it. Since I started listening to this podcast, I've wanted to do an interview with the elusive Iliolator. And you guys have to understand how private he is. He won't even tell me what state he lives in. And the only reason I got his time zone was for scheduling purposes. And so this is a rare opportunity to sit down and really get to pick his brain. I'm talking to you outside this interview just to say that we had so much fun that it wouldn't fit into one podcast and we had to break it into two. The second part will be coming to you soon, but I hope you enjoy the first part. I say it in the episode, but thank you so much, Ilya, for the opportunity. This was, again, just so much fun. And Ilya has one more message for you if you're wondering why it took him so long to agree to this interview. Strong and tough is good. I like that. But I'm begging you, don't call me slow. Hello, Summoners, and welcome to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Joel. I'm here with Ilyalader and Summoners. The day is finally here. It is time to talk about the Arden Dissertation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. It's time. This is long overdue. <laughs> so... Illy and I talked a lot about the best way to present this, and we final, finally settled on an interview format, which means that I finally convinced Ilya that this would work, at which point I ran around trying to figure out how in the world to do an interview. <laughs> it was not easy to convince me either, was it? <laughs> I, was, I was quite resistant to this, but, you know, I think it's a good idea. I, I think it's going to turn out fantastic, and luckily... My lovely wife has done interviews before, and she gave me the most important tip of all, which is to shut up. <laughs> She's the real best biologist. I'll give her that much. Her and Moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's fantastic. Uh, but, you know, the problem is I'm, I'm not off to a great start on this. I've, I've already done all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so maybe we should get started and... I feel like we need to go a little further back and talk about how long you have been a phaeologist. Do you do you remember the date of your first episode? Uh, okay, in my head, I thought it was like December 22nd or something like that from 2018. Is that is that correct? You're real close. It was December 10th. I see in the notes now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I remember from this is that you didn't introduce yourself at all. <laughs> Did I really? No. Man, that was such a long time ago. <laughs> you you finally introduced yourself in March. <laughs> in It took me until March to introduce myself? Yeah. Wow. That's, Summoners, that's the I should first just episode. preface this by saying, Joel is a real trooper here. This guy for the interview had to have gone back and listened to all of my early episodes and boy, they were rough. So <laughs> we can celebrate Joel's uh, determination because that's impressive. Even I don't want to go back and listen to those. Speaking of rough, I, I have a clip from one of those that I, I was I was hoping to share with the summoners. 
<laughs> well, I know you're going to do it no matter what I say, so <laughs> go ahead. Um, so Phil asked me to kind of write some episodes, scripts and episodes, God, maybe so do an episode choppy. or two. Uh, he did convince himself that I was going to be the next. <laughs> I, I guess that Phil was just testing to see if I'd be a good fit to take over. And so I just ignore it. <laughs> Is is that a landline? <laughs> Joel, let me take you down memory lane here. So when I first started doing the show, I recorded every episode in my living room because oh, I just man. didn't have a dedicated place for it. And uh, yeah, that was about seven feet away from the landline. And uh, it just so happened I got a phone call right then. Right, I, was, I was not off to a good start. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It was rough. And uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, the reason Joel pulled this out is because one time we were in a voice call and I got a phone call and we make fun of Deku for doing that once during an episode. But I was the original one who was made fun of for that. So when he was going back through and listening to them, he was he was laughing real hard at this phone ringing. I just I I can't believe that I found that in your introductory episode. <laughs> You know what, Joel? I can't believe you found it there either. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, Summoners, there's another <sighs> important thing here. I, way back in 2018, these these phones, they existed that were plugged into the <laughs> wall. <laughs> Talk about caveman days. <laughs> all right. There's an important question I have to ask. Who keeps calling you right when you're recording? <laughs> mm. You know what? If I told, if would you believe me if I said I don't remember who called me two years ago? I would. I would completely remember that, uh, the, or I would completely believe. I don't remember who called me last night, let alone two years ago. <sighs> Although I actually have my phone by me, so if someone calls me, uh, it's going to be real embarrassing. <laughs> it's not silent. I will most certainly keep it in the episode. <laughs> Oh. Nah, you you wouldn't do that to me. Let's just let's just hope no one calls. <laughs> no one no one's calling me. That's the important answer. So let's let's bring us back around to Arden. And I am not sure mm. the summoners fully understand how much you love Arden. Yeah, wouldn't that be great if you could somehow <laughs> communicate to them? <laughs> In some, I don't know, mystical, mystical faction, fashion, how just how much I, I enjoy him. Summoners, this this might have been my favorite thing to happen in 2020. So I, we got a special message in the Phaeologist's channel in the Discord. <coughs> and this is what it sounded like. Yes! <laughs> I've waited so long. I'm so excited. Let's go. Let's go, Naga. Yes. Our boy's getting some love. I've waited four years for this. I'm so excited. Woo! All right. That is Should gold. Headphone warning in there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And you know what, Summoners? That was actually uh, a mitigated reaction. That was me toning it down. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're not going to believe me, but I'm being honest. That was me trying to keep a lid on it. I was so excited. I believe you. <sighs> I know how much you love Arden. I was there mm. the night that you exploded on Gaia. <laughs> and and I, I thought this was an important story to tell. <laughs> it, oh, gosh. I It took me a moment to process what you, what you just said because – I'm such a chill person. I don't really explode all that much, but I actually, now I know where you're going with this and uh, <laughs> let's just, let's just go. I'm ready for Someone it. Someone who don't listen to him. He is not chill. He wants you to think so. I am, I am so <laughs> relaxed. You know what, Joel? I took a six and a half hour long bath today and uh, <laughs> to prepare for this, I, I had, I had some ice cream. I don't know if what you're going to say is more chill than ice cream. <laughs> But that, that's, all, that's my counterpoint, but go ahead. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm going, you know, I, I actually, I practiced this in several different voices that, that could imitate Gaia. And I, I decided that was a terrible, terrible idea because all of my <laughs> voices are just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm just, I'm just going to read this just as he sent it. Because it was, it was really hard to get this out of him. <laughs> he said, okay. <clears throat> In September, I was looking through the Heroic Grail tier list to try and see if we could reorder anyone since A tier was starting to get crowded. I brought up a couple of ideas on who we could demote from A, and one of those ideas was Arden, seeing as he wasn't exactly amazing at the time. <laughs> Might I just say, pause briefly, incorrect, continue. <laughs> Oh shoot! I just read the next. I just read the next sentence. Ilya disagreed pretty hard. <laughs> I hadn't read the and, next sentence yet. <laughs> and got into all the reasons why he's still an A tier unit. Ilya went into great detail on why Arden is actually amazing. One of his biggest points was uniformity in terms of use. And <laughs> Ilya, I love the dig in this next sentence. <sighs> A little bit of a dig here, but I accept it. He likes the appeal of not having to guess how to use a unit. <laughs> <laughs> Gaia just loves being on thin ice, doesn't he? <laughs> He's a glutton oh. for my irritation. <laughs> <sighs> so this all led to, oh, 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 I, I should probably say, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you hadn't slept in like a week. <laughs> I had the worst, potentially the worst sleep schedule for any week of my life. And that includes the week I spent mostly in an airplane. I slept horribly this week. I was so, so sleepy constantly. And I was, I was not in a mood to deal, to take this lying down. <laughs> I was, I was downright militant. And so on this week of no sleep, you decided to stay up and write the 52-page glorious document that sits before me. And um, I've, I've read through this a couple times now, and I, I think this is really, really, really good. If you had to sum it up. Wait a minute. Where would you get 52-page 52 page was the number that you quoted me. And I will say that 52 page takes some liberties with font size. 
Uh, all I'm going to say, it's 61 pages, and that's after I've already converted, like, the first uh, few, like, 10 or 12 pages into a slideshow. But I do agree, it is size 24 font. Uh, it is not double-spaced, though. I thought it was double-spaced. So really, you should double this. You should call it 122. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's move on. I, I'm ready. So I, I'm, I'm underselling how many words are in this document. <laughs> so I, I know this is difficult. But if you had to sum it up briefly, how would you do that? To me, the main swing of the art and dissertation, the, the, the thesis as it originally was, is that the way people appraise a unit is really inconsistent between people. And that's because we all have our own unique experiences that to tell us what makes a unit good. And a big one that a lot of people go by is just how the meta is sitting right now. Uh, the whole purpose of this was just to remind people that, hey, there is more to units than what, you know, how well they conform to the current metagame uh, than what's strictly in their stats. And uh, there's some, there's just some value to being, having a consistent play style that doesn't change very much over time. That's, that's like the, the big portion of this. And obviously I have some gripes about speed and attack, but we'll get to that later. One of the biggest themes in this whole thing is, is the benefit of min-maxing and you you have held Arden up as the pinnacle <laughs> of min-maxing in general. Yes. I, could you tell us a little more about that? Well, there's a lot of units in the game who are very well min-maxed, um, but I feel like Arden has just the overall best embodiment of this because he knows exactly what he wants to do, and you can tell it just by looking at his stat line. Um, I don't actually have it in front of me, but I'm just going to quote it off the top of my head because I'm pretty confident saying this. He has um, the highest HP in the game at base 60, pretty sure. Uh, I believe his defense is 40, which I'm saying because I know he has 100 physical bulk. Uh, so that's really high defense, especially for a Gen 1 unit. It's 41. 41. 41. You know, didn't I say 41 originally? Pretty sure I did. I think you just misheard me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he has really, really high HP in defense. I'd just like to point out, this is still the highest HP in the game. This is still the seventh highest defense. He's only, uh, like, what, three points behind the, the current highest defense unit, who's Gotri? Yeah, that's correct. He's not a new... <laughs> he's an old unit. He's uh, <laughs> year one. So despite like, after all this time, he still has impressive physical bulk and <sighs> I really like this unit because when he was released I was just starting to kind of wrap my head around the whole concept of min-maxing I was really kind of new to it I when I first started playing heroes I didn't I barely knew how stats worked I mean it took me out it took me an embarrassing long time to figure out how IVs worked I was pretty bad at it but um when Arn came out I was like okay okay look at this guy and I saw his stat line, I'm like, okay, this is min-maxed. <laughs> That's what it means. I, I understand now. I just, I really liked being able to see a unit and see, okay, 
this is where he fits. This is what he's supposed to do. And I know he's going to be good at it. Uh, and to add to that, I'm pretty sure when he was first released was actually while I was playing Fire Emblem 4 for the, the first time all the way through. So just a bit of <laughs> extra connection there. That's really funny because I, I didn't understand IVs at all when I first started. I, I didn't even <laughs> care about them. I, I mean, if you, if you summoners remember back in the day, they didn't even mark them. So in order to find out the mm -hmm. IVs, you had to go to a weird chart. And Yeah, when I first started playing Heroes, I was mostly just drawn by just characters themselves because obviously I'm a longtime Fire Emblem fan. So like my, like my, my very first summon at, like ever in Fire Emblem Heroes was a five-star Marth, and I held on to that guy for such a long time. Even though he wasn't very good, <laughs> I just liked him because, <laughs> you know... I like Marth, good character, and Arden was the same. I really liked Arden, just not from Fire Emblem 4. From, from genealogy, he was terrible. He only ever left my castle once, but <laughs> uh, in Heroes, I saw him like, okay, this is a unit. This is what I want to use. Shortly after this whole discussion about dropping Arden a tier, Pons of Loki <laughs> comes out, and suddenly... High HP is the meta now. Do you feel like Nostradamus? Yes. I don't know what that means, but yes, <laughs> I do. I do feel like that. Uh, judging by the way you phrased that sentence, the answer is yes. I do feel that way. I've always thought high HP was good. I mean, it's one of those things where having higher stats, you're always like, okay, this is good. But having higher HP is never a bad thing. <laughs> Like it is in every situation, if your HP could be higher, it's good. So I always thought, hey, this guy's got really high HP. Um, we may think of him as being horrible against mages, but he has base 76 magical bulk, which is not the worst. <laughs> like high HP is always good. But especially since Pawns of Loki's come out and everyone's like, hey, this guy will score better than everyone else no matter what. <laughs> cool. He has been fantastic in Pawns of Loki. Um, I, we have had many conversations on HP and I, I, one of the things we've talked about that's neat is that it is weapon agnostic as in doesn't matter if you're attacking with a physical weapon or a magical weapon, HP will help you with that. Ah, so that's what that meant. I've been sitting here wondering <laughs> what on earth that little note meant. I'm like, how's he gonna? Like, what does this mean? Now I understand, and I agree. Right. <laughs> HP is great because HP. <sighs> I shouldn't have said that out loud. HP is great because it increases both your physical and magical bulk, and it's a little bit empty if you have one point of like defense then you don't lose HP. But if you don't have that defense, you will lose HP. It's like you have the same bulk either way, but HP is kind of like, does that make sense? It's like empty bulk. Yeah. Like it's there. Yeah, but it doesn't actually stop you from taking the damage. It just lets you survive it better. Point is, HP good. <laughs> <laughs> so you make it very apparent in this dissertation that speed is the absolute worst skill to min-max. <laughs> <laughs> could could you talk to us more about that? Min-maxing a unit is great because it helps you uh, like find a niche for them. You know, uh, I believe to quote you <laughs> on uh, uh -oh. your 
defensive refines episode uh uses balance stat lines are like never like they don't stand out and they don't have a lot of longevity behind them because eventually they'll just kind of be outclassed but if you have really well min max stats you can have a play style where you can stay relevant for longer and you have you have real value that'll stay and i feel like speed is kind of the one stat where that isn't always true because when you min max speed uh it works against itself um do you have a better way of phrasing that because you know exactly what i'm trying to say it's it's the only skill that isn't analog. Usually, if you have more attack, you do more damage. But with speed, you've got the whole weird, you know, it's if you're five above, then you double. If you have more than five above, it's just wasted. If you go into a, like a fight and you have a lot of speed, that's great. But if your enemy has more speed than you... Um, by five, then <laughs> uh, congratulations, you've just min-maxed a stat that doesn't help you in the slightest. <laughs> so, yeah, having higher attack is always nice. It always helps you deal more. Having higher defenses help you take less damage, but having higher speed doesn't always help you secure follow-ups. And, like, let's say you're fighting Arden. Let's say you have 50 speed. That's a lot of kind of pointless speed because you're going to double him no matter what because he's so slow <laughs> so heavily investing in speed is nice when you have just enough speed but once you start having more than enough you really start getting hurt by how you're pulling stats from other combat needed areas and you're pointing it to speed which you've already won the speed battle or you know even worse when you lose the speed battle then all your speed does nothing that's why I feel like min-maxing speed is its just unreliable. So if you're looking for consistent gameplay, uh, highly like speed min-max units are not the way to go. Do you feel like the new damage reduction skills, your spurn, close call, repel, like how much do you think they change the game? And just, just for a quick note there, they change that speed number from plus, uh, from a plus 5 if you're plus 10 speed, then you get the 40% reduction. I love Spurn and Close Call and Repel. These are some of my favorite B-slot skills in the game. And it's just because of how versatile, like how much they do for you. First of all, yeah, they make really, really high speed better. They, it, it, the window between being 5 higher and 10 higher actually does cover a lot of scenarios. So having... The extended range uh, for the damage reduction is a nice. Having just damage reduction, having speed contribute to your defense is also good because it helps it act in a bit more of an analog way, uh, even though it isn't like obviously the same. It is still, it's, it kind of emulates the effect of the other stats, and that's nice. I really, really like these skills, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't run them very often. But if I had more copies of them, I definitely would. I, I love these B-slot skills. They're some of my absolute favorite. Well, they're, they're hard to get. And honestly, it takes a very specific uh, unit stat line to use them. It does. And that is another problem. I don't often use those units. 
Are, are those skills enough to help you change your mind on speed bin maxing, though? They are not. <laughs> they, are, they are not enough to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I can't say off the top of my head because I don't use them very much. Uh, are there – what kind of inheritance limitations are there for those skills? Just infantry units. Infantry only? I thought so. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> That's a real problem. I mean – Hooray for being infantry. You have a lot of exclusive skills, but they do not in themselves make me feel like uh, speed and maxing is a better idea. And even then, you, you can use those, but there are other B-slot skills you can run that cover a different set of bases. Like an attack law will lower your def- enemy's attack and then, you know, vicariously buff your defense. So that's kind of the same. <laughs> and a lot more units can use them. Mm-hmm. You mean cavalry can. So that's huge. To answer your question, no, they do not change my mind, even though I, I like them a ton. So listen, you, you've, got, you've got a story in the dissertation that I just absolutely loved because it, it illustrates to me the blind spots we often have with units when we, we don't look at the full picture. And I, I, I'm going to stop talking now because I, I really want you to talk more about this than me. <laughs> but could you tell us the Carol story? It was a uh, lovely day back in, I believe, 2017, and uh, I was at an airport, and I was with the, I was with some family, and I, I showed my tablet to the person next to me and said, "Hey, uh, go ahead, hit that red orb there, and uh, we'll see who it is." Because of course, we all have fun rituals while summoning. So I shut my eyes, I listened to the smoke. I, uh, I heard it ring out five times. I looked down, and it was it was the very first banner where Carlo was available. I, I just summoned him, and I was super excited because all I knew, he was edgy sword boy, and I thought, that has to mean he's good. And he had really high speed, too. <laughs> he had a base 35, which, when the game first came out, that was a lot of speed. Like, we had very few units who were that competitively fast. And uh, high speed was especially important back in the old days because there's no way to get around it. Uh, and even better than that, I, I, uh, I, I sat on him for a second. I, I was excited, and I went to Game Press, <laughs> and I looked up his stats, and this was just when I found out what IVs were. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw, with much excitement, that my boon I had was speed. Because, I mean, hooray, right? <laughs> this guy's good because he's fast, and he had, a, he had a speed boon. He had 38. Joel, do you know... How many units, uh, when the game first launched, had uh, higher than 38 speed? I, I, I only know of one, and that's long Q. You know why you only know of one? <laughs> because, because there's, there's only, only one. one. <laughs> there's only one unit who had <laughs> higher than 38 speed when the game first came out. So I was ecstatic. And my excitement was uh, very short-lived because, unfortunately, my Carl was minus attack. And for those of you who have ever wondered why you don't see Karel ever anywhere, it's because his base attack is only 30. And that's not good. <laughs> that's not good attack. Even worse than that, he hasn't attacked Super Bane. So here I was sitting with this Lanku who had 38 speed, but only 26 attack. And I was quite disappointed <laughs> because <laughs> I was so looking forward to using this guy and I just had this feeling in my heart that I was never ever going to touch him 
because <laughs> he just wouldn't be useful. And unfortunately, that uh, <laughs> prophecy has come true. My 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 Carl still his, his kit is Nameless Blade uh, Reprisal Define Attack Three and Desperation. I've almost used him as Desperation fodder before <laughs> because I just had no reason to use him. He only has twenty eight hero merit, and I've had him for you know almost since launch that's he's one of my oldest units that just shows how little i use him Man, that is that is like matthew level attack there <laughs> it's so bad uh let's not make matthew comparisons here <laughs> so let's steer clear of that for the art recitation please no let's not, let's not mention that name <laughs> so i <laughs> i i heard or i read this and immediately i took this as a challenge to build a functional Carol. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I set about looking at, at what he has and I took him and I left him at plus zero because no one in their right mind would have anything other than a, a plus zero Carol. And I gave him 15 flowers, <laughs> nameless blade and his refine, which is a quick and pulse and then reposition gale force life and death four. Lull Speed Defense 3, Defense Smoke 3, and Darting Blow 3 for the seal. So he he ends up with, the, with this... Bit uh, of investment. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You're, you're cringing at the amount of fodder this is. <laughs> but, so then <laughs> I gave him the Speed Bane and the HP, uh, or the Speed Boon and then the HP Bane, because obviously it needs the HP Bane. And that leaves him with mm -hmm. 50 HP, 56 attack... 48 speed, 23 defense, and 18 res. So, obviously, this is a gale force unit, and the the idea mm -hmm. is that he has low enough uh, defense and res that whatever he hits will knock him down below 50%, and Wings of Mercy shenanigans can occur. But the real reason I mm -hmm. built this unit was I, I have to ask, is this functional enough for you to consider using Carol again, or possibly for the first time. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joel, I know my answer here is probably going to shock you since you've definitely not heard me say it before. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, I cannot say I would probably, I would not, I would not consider building this unit. I would not, I probably wouldn't even run him if I had him. I'm just sitting here shaking my head that you killed in a green for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he killed me green for this and didn't even give him, like, panic smoke. This build is, like, it's functional, but I don't really think I can say much more than that. Because, unfortunately, you you really took upon yourself the impossible challenge of making him good. And I think we'll have to settle for him being viable. And even then, that's so much fodder. That's, you're, you're giving him a, his, his refined weapon, you know, Gale Force. Life and Death 4, which is so hard to come by, uh, a lull skill, and f 15 dragon flowers, which is a ton of dragon flower investment. I know because I just got done <laughs> getting like my Arvis 15 dragon flowers and like my, my fallen Celica. Does she have 15? I think she has 15. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a lot of dragon flowers and I would not invest that in Carl. <laughs> The one thing you said that I definitely agreed with was no one in their right minds has more than a plus zero Kara. <laughs> well, the, that I that I agree with. There's one more question here, and it's an important one. Do you think 
I could con Jackal into picking this unit <laughs> in the dating game. <laughs> uh, we have to have some really lackluster builds. I would Poor Jackal. I would probably not say it's possible, but I wouldn't put anything past you. <laughs> you you're quite devious as this episode is already proven. <laughs> so a lot of this conversation centers around power creep and the long-term relevance of units. And I think one of the most interesting things that you pointed out to me and something that I've really enjoyed digging into was the high average attack and speed of units compared to other stats. Mm -hmm. Could you elaborate more on this? In my research, I went through and I tried to find out how likely it was when a new unit gets released that they will have sky high stats per individual stat. I used one of the fate tools that you suggested and I found one that let me rank people based on individual stats and it had alongside it a list of what generation they were. I found in my research that very rarely did units come out uh, who had really, really high resistance or defense. And never, ever did units come out who had really <laughs> high uh, HP compared to Arden. Well, let's be clear. 2017 was an amazing year for HP creep. <laughs> Ooh, it was incredible, Summoners. The amount that HP went up in a single year is astounding. Let's see, the highest any stat has climbed since Gen 1 was is resistance, which has gone up by six points since Gen 1. And that's taken four years. In 2017 alone, HP grew by eight <laughs> points, which is, whew, man, if we got someone with eight HP higher than Arden nowadays, that would that'd be nuts. If I had been smarter about the game at the time, I would have been worried about stat power creep for the, for the rest of its history. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've never, ever, ever, ever had a unit push the... Uh, stat max up by five before so let's see base uh, hp in the game was 52 was the highest with uh, og hector and then zephiel came out raised it by three up to 55 and then arden came out and raised it by five up to 60 so that's crazy if you think about it. if we had that now we have to get in a unit who had 49 speed at base Jeez. without a boon just base 49 speed that would be wild i think the most relevant chart that we have on this one uh, are the two bottom ones i think the one that that guy did is really nice just for showing uh, kind of how stats interacted um for most of the history of fire heroes uh, attack has been the most um dominant stat as far as having the highest value obviously if you take out hp because hp is the highest because 60 is crazy attack has typically been the highest stat out of the rest of them um, it and defense have kind of leapfrogged each other. It is now solidly in the lead. But uh, yeah, I think that's just neat to look at how attack has always been really good. But if you look at um, what I said, like the thing I talked about earlier was just how many units come out who have really high uh, attack. And I'm moving to the bottom left chart, Joel. It's a chart that talks about how many units have the uh, top of each stat. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
basically the two highest values of each stat. Joel went and found out all the people who have them. The two highest uh, HP values are 55 and 60, and that is only Zephiel and Arden. Uh, Attack has 44 and 45, which is Degincia and Brave Edelgard at 45, and Valentine's Rudolph at 44. Uh, Defense, the two highest values are 43 and 44, with Gautry up at 44, and then uh, Brave Edelgard and Deer Keaton, love a guy, at 43. And then, like, skip, like, three or four more units, and you get Arden down at 41. That's, like, a range of four, and it's only it's occupied by less than 10 units. That's really saying a lot for the defense and how little it's grown since the game first came out. But I look at Rez, 41, 42. Rodin has 42. And uh, three units have th- have 41 Rez. Speed is much worse. <laughs> uh so we just got Freya, who has the highest speed in the game at 44. And if you look down at the second highest speed stat, uh, 42, you have a whole 10 units who occupy that spot. That's a lot. If you look at like the two, highest two for all the stats combined, there's only 12 units who occupy the, the two highest HP, attack, defense, and res Speed has 10 alone at 42. That's so many. And if we actually had done this chart before Freya came out, uh, and we had instead done 42 and 41 speed, it'd be much, much worse because there are a ton of units who have 41 speed. Having really, really high speed is very common. I made this little chart, but this was... This was something that Ilya pointed out to me, and in particular looking at speed. And once he pointed out that how how top-heavy the speed stat was, I, I kind of wanted to look at how the other stats fell out. And one of the things that this led to is this next chart, which this was actually, I was, I was talking with some folks about average stats, and they, they pointed out that looking at how close the average was to the maximum is is a really good indication of basically what we're talking about with this uh, with these stats and that's where we talk about the attack and speed if you look and i'm just going to go with book four but book four is pretty representative of book one two and three and then we're not sure about book five but the like the highest hp is 60 your average HP is 41.2. And so your average is 69% of the way there to max. If you look at attack, it's 81%. If you look at speed, it's 74. And then defense and res are 66 and 66. But this this really mm-hmm. illustrates Ilya's point that speed is, compared to the other stats, the average is so much higher. And if you really cherry pick, you can look at the high-speed units are all at the same stat, which I thought was very interesting, and I I am really glad that you led me down that path. Yeah. (laughs) Thank me not sleeping for a week. (laughs) Yay, insomnia. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting chart, too, because I hadn't actually considered deviation from the average as far as uh, speed goes, but uh, as far as any of the stats go, but I think it's... it's just another way of looking at the same point, and I think it proves it pretty well. Looking at this chart, I feel like IS has gone player phase mm-hmm. heavy. 
Absolutely. Do you see a situation where they could possibly swing it the other way and make more defensive units? I would love that so much. That the simple fact is player phase is nicer than enemy phase because in player phase, you really uh, ha- like hold all the cards. You get to decide how you move all your units, who you attacks who. Enemy phase is it's all in the computer's hands uh, unless you know how to manipulate AI really well. But even then, there's only so much you can do. And hey, with you attacking first, <laughs> you getting to pick, it just it's so much easier to play the player phase, especially now that IS has for so long put such a big emphasis on you attacking instead of you defending. You know, we used to hear, personally, it's something I thought of just now, was that uh, I used to hear the term, like, duelist thrown out a lot more often. You know, that used to be a thing, like, how well can this unit take hits and then over a prolonged fight... uh, get the upper hand by the end. Um, no good examples of this come to mind at the moment, but that used to be a thing. I've not heard anyone comment on dueling in forever because that's just not the way the game works anymore. It's so player face heavy. So like one engagement and it's over is how the game is focused right now. So having a defensive unit in that kind of metagame is so difficult. Because when the whole game is built around, hey, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to do it in one shot. <laughs> Being able to survive that is really difficult. I would love to see IES give us more tools for defensive heroes uh, so we can get more, you know, away from the one round meta. I would love to see more people be able to hold their own over prolonged fights. I think that was... That was one of the things I liked the most when the game first came out was figuring out who could go the longest uh, in engagements and uh, still come out winning. I agree. I, I like I like enemy phase a lot. <laughs> and it's funny for me because in actual Fire Emblem, enemy phase is broken. And in, in actual <laughs> Fire Emblem, enemy phase is so good. Like... Obviously, player phase is when you move and you have to move towards an objective, but being able to take on um, your opponents in the enemy phase is one of the biggest indicators of how good a unit is. And if they can't really fight enemy phase, a lot of times they're just not very good. But in heroes, being able to, like, (laughs) if you can't fight enemy phase, well, then (laughs) easy. You must just be a attack and speed heavy unit and you're instantly good. Like, it's so opposite for how fire emblem usually works it's so like such a weird disconnect for me next time on the theology podcast Ilya talks for 300 minutes joel throws out random numbers that may or may not apply and a special surprise to find out what it is tune in for the exciting conclusion of the arden dissertation